Hello everyone, welcome to today, Anything Can Happen. I'm your host, Liam Coffey. And I'm your other host, John Pelican. Um Today is an exciting day. Um, we're going to be kind of diving uh, a little bit into our college lives. Um, to begin, we're going to be talking about the average day in the life of a uh, pre-engineering and pre-med student. Um, kind of the things that we kind of do in our day-to-day that... Um, students that are not under these specialties would not be doing maybe or I don't know something like that um and then our second topic is going to be if we were to major in anything but our current major what would it be and why which I'm really excited to talk about because um I really like the uh, major that I have picked um because I think it's it's something that kind of I'm doing now anyway but I would major in it if uh, I wasn't majoring in neuroscience. And our final topic would be, or is going to be, uh, what are we looking forward to after college? So, Liam, do you want to kind of start us off with our our average day in the life kind of scenario? I'll I'll give you a very basic overview of uh, what life as a mechanical engineering student is like. Well, at least my perspective on it. So, you know, you wake up around... 8 o'clock, you know, bright and early, you're still tired from last night every single day, <laughs> every single day, and you make yourself a bowl of cereal because you're too tired to go down to the dining commons for breakfast, and you just don't want to put up with those people this early in the morning, so you have your very sad breakfast, and you you got to mentally prepare yourself for like at least 30 minutes of just me sitting in my chair, yeah, preparing myself for the day, like, yep, today I have to do all this, I have to go to these classes, <laughs> I have to, you know, fulfill my responsibilities. And so after you've thought for long enough, you get up the courage to walk across campus, which here at UMass is its own trek. It's like, you know, 30 minutes to my classes. So mm-hmm. like... From dorm to class, it is straight up downhill, uphill, in the horrible wind that our campus creates, and it's like bitter cold now. It's quite different than a couple weeks ago, where it was nice and warm for some reason, but it's bitter cold, and you're going to your 9 a.m. class, and you have to sit from in classes from 9 to about noon, non-stop yeah. classes of just math. It is just math and physics. <laughs> Dude, Mike. The last time I took a math was uh, freshman year. I took calculus and stats, and I haven't taken a math class since. Calculus and stats as in one class or two separate Oh, classes? no, no, two separate. So I took calc one, like single variable calculus, and then I took intro to stats with social science applications or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. You see, right now I'm in a statistics class for engineers, which is pretty much a joke but that's like my early morning class, so I guess I'm lucky when it comes to that. But uh, for my actual math class, I'm, I'm in diff EQs, differential ordinary uh, equations, and they are, uh, well, it, it's a class known for uh, pruning the engineering class, remove all the weak links, because it's apparently just that hard. And I gotta say, as of now, it's I'm not, I'm not feeling it, but... I know it's going to get bad. I know it's going to get bad, and since I personally am not a big math guy, I know that it's uh, it's all downhill from here. 
But yeah, so a lot of physics, a lot of math. They like they like to rename the physics and stuff to a bunch of nice little engineering terms like dynamics or thermodynamics, but it's all just physics. And then you finally get your lunch at noon. You're like one hour of break. Then you have to go back to classes till two o'clock. Then mm-hmm. at two o'clock, sweet release. You listen to Free Bird on your way up to the hill to sit <laughs> down in your dorm and do hours of homework. Just nonstop homework because it's it's never just like solve this problem. Straight up, I had a homework uh, yesterday where. Uh, they wanted me to solve the problem in three different ways. So it's like, yeah. I got the same three answers for each question, but they're like, no, you have to do it through different processes. So, annoying. And, you know, wow. there's coding, you have to do projects, you have to do all this stuff. It's a lot of yeah. work. It's yeah. a whole lot of work. And then, at the same time, you know, I, I'm part of a club, and i got to balance that in a... I'll give a little talk about my club. Got to throw it out there for people. Rocket but, uh, Club. Yeah, Rocket Club. So pretty much uh, it's a student-run club that uh, we build and launch rockets. It is very fun. It's very stressful because it's practically like another class or a job on top of our academics, you know, calendars and stuff. And uh, this week, uh, earlier this week, we had a launch and uh, didn't go too well. It turned into less of a rock and more of a missile. So uh, it can be tough, you know, having clubs yeah. like that yeah. that you invest so much into. But Yeah, no, I get you. I, I enjoy the club, and, you know, that's usually how I end off my day. It's I go to the club, come back, do whatever little studying I have left to do, and then from, like, 10.30, which is the usual time, I'm free. I, ma- I made a rule at 10.30, I gotta give up studying, because after that, it's like it's not very productive study time. It's like, you, you get tired, you don't remember things. So then, I just chill out for the next hour or two and take a nice nap. And that's like, that's my schedule for every day. I never break it. It's just like that. Very regimented. How about you? Well... Uh, where do I begin? Uh, so, being a pre-med student, um, in the back of your mind, you kind of have the the criteria of the med school application, and it's just this constant, uh, constant, like, thinking about, like, are you filling all the requirements, like, and every day it's hard because it's hard not to compare yourself to other people who are on the same track as you. Obviously, oh. medical school is very competitive and it's very, very much feels like survival of the fittest. Um, I so that. I literally have a folder on my computer with all the hours that I do for all the, the main categories. So... Um, the main categories that I have listed in my folder are research hours, clinical hours, so like, you know, shadowing or working in a hospital, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Anything with direct patient care is like considered clinical. Um, and then I have a community service folder. Um, I have like a club and organization folder, so like that's where band goes. Um, 
and I'm in another org for community to fulfill the community service. Um, and then I have another folder for work. So I do like I work. I have a job here. So it's it's difficult because not only are the classes just inherently super difficult, but like it, there's so much else you have to do because it's 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 kind of like remember in high school when it was like well, when you're applying to college, they look for that like well-rounded student. It's like yeah. doing it's doing that all over again. Like when you're in college, not everyone has to do that again. Like if you're just a business major, like yes, it's <laughs> good. It's good to be well well-rounded, but like you're not you're not necessarily always applying to like you know go to uh, a graduate school or to like go to a very competitive like medical school. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, most people out of after college they get their four year degree and a lot of people are done and they get they usually get a job um yeah see the thing with engineers like i I have to say it's a little bit similar to you where most engineers like like to get a master's or something so they have to stay competitive and the problem is like with you you're taking very hard classes yeah so it's hard to keep that gpa up to be competitive in the graduate school but the other hand of it is uh with engineers you almost get a job right after a bachelor's yeah. like you can get it anywhere not as easy with yeah, no, neuroscience you don't really get a job until or you don't get really any pay until you do a uh, um what is it uh i'm blanking so hard uh internship no it's not called internship it's like it's like the thing like after med school but like before you get a full job, I'm so blanking oh, on the name. I, I know right what now. you mean. I know what you mean. I'm so blanking on the name. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. You're gonna. You probably gonna hear typing, but I'm just gonna look it up on my computer. It, it's um, like, what is it called? Uh, meta. Uh, something hours. I don't know. I, I know what you mean. My mom works with doctors. Yeah, no, screw it. I'm not gonna look it up. It's like not even that big of a deal. But yeah, like you don't really get paid until like, you know, after med school and stuff. I mean, you can get a job like doing something like scribing or something while you're uh, in med school but like you're not getting oh residency that's a residency residency yes. um, i should have done that that just came it just came back to me um yeah you get like a you get like a small amount of money like as a resident but not like a full-time like doctor um and the other thing that's hard about like the pre-med life is I, in my opinion, the balancing of the social life and the academic life, because oh, yes, you are being social when you're going to like, you know, going to your clubs or your organizations or whatever you're doing. Yeah, you're being social, but you're not like. It's also like sometimes like work. Like when I'm going, um, when I'm going to like. Um, I don't really know as, as like an example, but um, like for Dem, for example, like You're, uh, I'm on eboard. Yeah, my uh, the pre the pre med fraternity. I'm on the eboard, and a lot of times I'm not we're not doing like social work. Like we're not like hanging out all the time. Like as an eboard member, like I'm like doing work work. So it's not like yeah. like either like putting a fundraiser together because I'm the philanthropy chair or like 
or like having e-board meetings or like stuff like that so it's like not always like a social environment and so I always find time to really have like my own time you know like whether that's like sitting in my room just watching Netflix like or you know hanging out with friends just without studying um, oh yeah that's like hard and like almost non-existent sometimes. pretty much non-existent I would say like pretty much non-existent uh, for me anyway this is just my personal views I know everyone else is different people are def- there's people out there I have friends who are way better at uh, academic and social life balancing than I am I'm just really bad at it um, I'm trying to get better but it's hard for me um, but yeah for my personal perspective of the pre-med life um taking like you know 15 to 16 uh, last year i took like 18 credits a semester taking that many of like rigorous uh, science math and psychology classes while doing i'm in uh i listed out the other day all the orgs and work and anything that everything that i'm doing right now i'm in like um i think it's 10 or or no eight eight different things eight different organizations or clubs or research groups why right now that's like too many it's uh, i know (laughs) but (laughs) i'm trying to fulfill those you know that those core hours that you need to apply like this is what med schools expect they expect you to get research and clinical and community service and um all of the above plus more and man and man and maintain a like a, a high gpa like well above 3.5 so it's like there's above a lot of 3.5 uh, the averages for like top like a lot of med schools are around like 3.7 that is a beyond crazy that someone i'm not going to share my gpa no me neither i'm just saying um like I can't imagine that for uh, or even an engineer like trying to go to graduate school. If they said you need a three point five, there'd be almost no engineers in graduate school. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the that's the pressure with the pre med life is like not only do you need do, not only do you have the pressure of being a well balanced student, but you have the pressure of having to do well, mm. like getting A's in these classes because yeah, other majors like. They can they they might go to like some master school or like they might get a job after, but jobs aren't really like paying that much attention to GPA. Like, you can if you're just getting going right from going to college and getting a job right after. Most of the time, you can slide through with getting like B's or yeah. maybe even C's. But C's get degrees. It depends. D's but get I would degrees say sometimes too. D's even get degrees. Um, as long as you get that degree, it doesn't matter. You know, it's getting that degree. For med school, it's not that case at all. Mm-hmm. The GPA is like, uh, they looked at it that, like, as the, uh, like, top layer. And, like, they just they fly through the GPAs and, it's like, if you're under their budget, or, like, under their expectations, they just throw you away. Like, they won't even look at the rest of your applications. Like, oh, this kid has, like, a, uh, a 3.0? No. Like, F that. He's, we're not going to even look at his application. Which is, like, it's crazy. Fun fact, do you know what the, like, I don't know how to word this other than best major to go into med school with is, as a bachelor? There, I don't think there's a best major. It's it's really, like, 
uh, whatever you're interested in, and because there's pre-med requirements, so like as long as you get the pre-med requirements done, it doesn't really ma- matter what you major in. If that yeah. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Like so like I know I have a friend who's pre-med. All right, I, I'm pretty sure he's pre-med. He might be pre something else, um, or he might be public health, but he's a history major. Ah, see, yep. So that, that, that's what I was gonna get to is I heard that like history majors, English majors, like that sort of realm have a very good chance of getting into med school. A mix between of you know those you can get better GPAs in those classes and like stuff like that. And just, like, you know, you learn a lot about writing that's necessary for med school. And yeah. as long as you do the other stuff, you know, yeah. you're golden. Yeah. It's a... They like to see uniqueness is... Uh, that's definitely a big thing. Um, which is, like, one of the bigger reasons why um, I'm in band right now. Because, like, med schools are now preferring to see... Uh, this is a quote from, like, my pre-med advisor. But, like, she was telling me... Um, some med schools are even preferring to see that you have some kind of art, uh, mm. uh, like either study, like course of study or like affiliation. So like, I'm in band, so that's like an art thing. So like they, th- that's gonna like, uh, separate me from a lot of people because like, here at GW anyway, I'm one of two pre-med people. I think there's only two. Um, I'm really wrong. Yeah. Um, that's odd. Because it's a huge commitment. It's a lot of work. Um. <laughs> it's it it's something that definitely adds to my day to day stress, um, <laughs> just because of the level of commitment that band is. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough, man. I don't know. It's uh, balancing all those organizations and trying to maintain like a solid relationship in those organizations and also getting like a 3.7 GPA is a lot to ask from a person who's just trying to enjoy their college years. Um, yeah. I get and that. I may I may or may not be like out of my mind like being in eight different organizations and like not even organizations but eight different things at once like with clinical and research and and uh, work and clubs all the time, all at once. But it's it's it makes me feel like it's gonna give me a better chance. And like I said, it's a competitive field, so oh, yeah. I have to stand out. And uh, I I, I feel like if I can be if I can balance all of those things that I'm doing and maintain uh, a GPA that they are looking for and also do good on the MCAT, then Obviously, like I feel like I'll have a better chance. I'm not gonna say I'm golden because it's not true. Yeah. Um, there are definitely there's always there's always the there's always the person out there who's doing one more thing than you are. You know, like you have like it always happens. So like no one's ever on top. True. So. See now, I, I I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm anywhere in a similar boat near you, but I gotta say like the next two years for me. I'm going to be feeling a lot of what you're feeling because in that time I'm projected to become eventually the president of my club. I have to take up some research probably in material science and I'm going to have to get summer internships like for the next summers or so. So I I can get that, you know, trying to stay competitive because mechanical engineers, 
There's a lot of them. And I want to do work in the aerospace industry. Guess what? All mechanical engineers want to do that. So it's like... Yeah, no, I guess you. I, I, I'm, I feel what you're doing. Yeah. But uh, I have one question that I sort of just came to me while we were talking. I was wondering, what to you is the biggest change from like your high school, school experience into college? Like, wh- What's the big culture shock or something? The big culture shock? Yeah, like, what, 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 you're like, oh, wow, this is different. Like, are you, like, talking about, like, politically, or, like... No, no, not politically. I mean, you could say politically, but I just meant, in general, what is your big difference between high school and where you are now? Okay, so just in general, not necessarily, like, culturally, okay. Well, culture shock, I just mean, like, you know, boom, you're in a new lifestyle. Well, I don't know, I always thought of it that way, but... Okay, I mean, like, for me, I guess, the biggest difference, uh, I mean, like, the the independence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, I don't know, um, when I was back home, like, I was doing the same thing I'm doing now. Like, I was in, literally in high school, I think I was in, like, eight different organizations at school. I was in, like, student council, band, National Honor Society, drama club. You know, you name it, I was probably yeah. in it. Uh, I did like three different. I did three different sports. Like, I did so many things. Um, so like that part hasn't changed for me clearly. Um, the biggest difference is that I'm kind of in that same boat, but now it's just harder classes, and um, I'm not at home, so it's more of like it's really like. I just am out here taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have, like, you know, um, I don't have the same people that I'm seeing, like, every day when I come home, you know? Like, well, I mean, like, I do I have roommates, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah. like, family that you've been with since you were born. So it's, like, you you definitely feel a little more independent. And, like, I feel like that's, like, the biggest... The independence is, like, the biggest thing that I feel is different. But I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I'd agree with independence. I mean, like, uh, it's it's a lot looser here at college. Mm. You could do whatever you want. You could just choose not to go to class, which yeah. you know I would not recommend ever. Don't, yeah, if go you to got classes. if you got a STEM major, yeah, if you miss a class, you might be behind a week. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm yeah, it's a one lot class as a STEM major is like missing like two years of school. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. A lot of independence, a lot of responsibilities, but one thing I personally had different is, uh, in high school, I had to never take an exam. I just, you know, I I knew the system. I could, you know, game it out with, you know, AP classes and stuff. Now here, I'm having exams every week from, you know, March to one week, uh, you know, February to, like, May, and it's every week. Every single exam is worth, like, at least, like, 30 to 40% of that class, and it's, like, nonstop, and it's just so annoying, and I Mm. am not used to that, because I got out of all the exams back in the day. Now it's like, oh, I gotta relearn how to take exams. Yeah. Oh, like, that. you just reminded me of something now, like, I think a really big difference, in addition to what I've said, is uh, studying. Like, mm. not gonna lie, I did not, like, study in high school. Like, I Oh, really absolutely didn't. not. Like, I didn't do any studying. I, like, I definitely, like, um, 
I definitely like just read materials like a day before the exam and like did not read did not, I don't think I opened a textbook like once. Oh, me unless I, unless I had to like open it to do practice problems or like for homework that were required, but like other than that, I didn't really read the textbooks. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tyler like called me out on that a couple times. Um but yeah, when I came here, I had to pretty much learn how to study. I had to like reteach. I had to like teach myself like how do I st- like study the most effectively, and I learned that pretty much throughout my freshman year last year. Like towards the beginning, I was struggling, dude. Like I like didn't do so hot the beginning of my freshman year in some classes. Some classes mm. I did okay, like the easy ones, but like. Some classes, I was just, like, the harder ones, I was struggling just because, like, I realized, wow, what I was doing in high school, I can't do here. I need to, like, actually learn how to study now. So I was testing out so many tactics, and I was actually doing research on, like, how to study, uh, just, like, picking up other people's advice. And, like, um, some things didn't work, so... I realized that if I did bad on an exam, I realized, wow, okay, that study technique didn't work. I got to move on, find another one. So, like, it took me literally until, like, second semester of freshman year to really find, uh, like, a mechanism that, like, that works for me. And I, I'm honestly, I'm still, I'm still yeah. trying out new things. Uh, Same. I just, I am lucky enough and fortunate enough to have gotten an iPad now and... Um, so now I'm learning how to study with the iPad because like, it's a great tool being able to write directly on the PowerPoints, um, is, is fantastic. And I like this study tactic. So, um, it's weird, but yeah, I'm still learning how to study. I don't think that stops, but that, that's another big thing. So, yeah, I feel that. And, you know, exams, they're exams. And, you know, as long as you pass them, that's all that matters in the end. That's what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> Especially once you, uh, you know, you, you finish the exam, he pulls up the PowerPoint and he shows the distribution of the exams. And you realize that, like, oh, shit, over 50% of the people uh, failed. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's not good. That's oh, not yeah, good this is an example that um, Orgo won, Organic Chemistry won uh, last semester for, I think it was our... Like our th- second exam, um, f- uh, for our, our second exam to be considered a failing grade on that second exam, you had to get below a thirty nine. <laughs> a thirty nine. <laughs> like Dang. anything above a thirty nine on the exam, uh, like with the curve. Um, with, of course, yeah. Like, like he calculated it like prior. Like, all right, here's like the average in the distribution. Um, if you were in this range, so I think it was like if you were between a hundred and seventy, so like pretty much C to A, you got an A in the exam. Oh, <laughs> and then nice! Like, you can kind of like like work your way down, or like it might have been like a seventy-five, and then like he's like, yeah, um, if you got bo- above a thirty-nine, you passed. And you think the the failing grade was like a thirty-nine? It was crazy. I was like, what the heck? It was, it was so whack, and I'm like. But, you know, it's, like, it's good. Like, the curves save us. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's kind of, like, the the pre-med, pre-med life yeah. that I'm experiencing here. But, uh, but yeah, want to move on yeah, to our on. second topic of the day. Second um, topic. So the second topic is if we were to major in anything but our current major, what would it be and why? Um, you want to go first, Liam? 
Yeah, sure. I'll go first, but I have to I have to modify and ask about the question itself. Is what is the reason I'm changing major? Is it because I have no longer interest in this or is it I just want something different or have no, no, I no. failed let's out say, of my let's say let's say this. Context is that you this is like alternate universe. This is like alternate. Um, this is a different Liam. So if if you were to choose a different alternate universe Liam, what would mm-hmm. be like your go to, I guess backup major, I guess we can call it. Like what oh. would be the second thing you would go to? Backup major. See now, th- th- this is tough, very tough for me because I have three like different interests outside of engineering. Because I, like when you say new major, I'm not gonna switch to a different type of engineering. I think that's sort of like a cheating. Yeah, because no, I could just say cheating. aerospace engineer. That's that's cheating to that question. So I say completely alternate history, Liam. Liam who realized, oh, maybe I shouldn't do stuff with math. Maybe I shouldn't do physics. Would be poli sci major Liam. Poli sci. Yeah, poli sci. Fake science. Oh, absolutely! I hundred percent agree. No, with I'm that. just kidding. No offense no, to any poli sci. No, I unironically agree that that is a fake science. No. It's just sociology pretending to be a science on top of you know some political stuff in I'm in, between. A, I'm in a philosophy class right now, and I think it was Aristotle. I don't think it was Socrates. I think it was Aristotle that said uh, political science is the science above all sciences because yeah, it, no. because it rules and determines all sciences. So his no. basic premises was that political science determines how many scientists are going to be researching uh, cancer and so- political science is going to be determining how many engineers we need to build this building. So because no. of that reasoning political science is the math like the top science of all the sciences because it rules for other sciences fully disagree he's just a dirty commie that aristotle and what he's saying is completely wrong <laughs> okay, because dude. all that Don't stuff you attack can be aristotle like that come on hey i'm gonna attack aristotle because he, he he's not original you know why can't he be like socrates real original cool guy <laughs> no i will agree. i think i like socrates a little bit better i liked his uh I liked his uh, disputes about justice in the Republic. They were pretty good. Yeah. But, see, that, that's sort of the reason why I like poli-sci, because you get a little bit of philosophy, you get a little of economics, you get, you know, political thought, uh, psychology and sociology, all these classes, which are a lot about uh, looking inward on your brain and seeing how that affects, like, populations and stuff. And I, I'm a political guy. I, I have a lot of political opinions. I like to voice them. I like to debate stuff. So I, I think it would be a very fun major. And mm-hmm. on the other hand of it being fun is, uh, no offense to poli-sci majors, it's, uh, it's one of the easier majors. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is read book tell about the book like you know whatever facts is presented then just you know you can make up your own opinion on anything and it's just like it's whatever i do have and to say uh he, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, but here going. at gw um obviously in dc there's a lot of political science majors here it's pretty much the biggest major alongside like international affairs i think that's like overlapping but yeah. um whenever i'm looking at social media obviously since because there's a lot of poli sci people here, I a lot of my friends are poli sci, and like, mm-hmm. um, I always see like 
they're always I'm not I'm not I'm not like saying No, no you're going. I, I'm I agree with you. I'm saying this is everyone. I'm 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 br- just being honest of what I see. It's but whenever I'm on social media, um I tend to see that those non-STEM like poli sci or IA majors tend to have uh tend to be out more. I guess yes. I'll say like doing photo shoots. Um, a lot of photo shoots here in DC yeah. with the poli sci people. Um, you know, they're out Future there. Office, you they're, know, uh, right behind the Capitol oh, Hill oh my gosh, and stuff like, like that. You'll you'll see so many Instagram stories of poli sci people uh like walking by the White House and being like, Can't wait or oh, look at my future office, can't wait to be there one day like honestly in the back of my head I'm like, Shut up but like mm-hmm. I get it. They're passionate, I respect that. Like when I look at a science research building i'll be like wow i hope to work in one of those one day like you know like i get it but like yeah i get it but like also they can like i there's also people that are poli sci majors in ii that i follow on instagram and they're like productive about it like they're out Mm. there like um they're out there talking they're out there uh actually being active politically in the community um and that's like a good thing and um so i'm not that's what i'm saying like this is not everyone. This is just some things I see. There's a big divide. Um, there's like I I follow people on the one end where it's like they're just doing photo shoots all day, <laughs> enjoying themselves, and I'm like, do you work? And then there's the other people where it's like they're out there in committees or they have internships at the Capitol building, working hard, um, actually like um, doing a lot of work, which is great. So, but. I feel like generally with when it comes to like STEM and pre-med or pre-engineering, everyone's more so the same, like in terms of like the workload isn't very variant, like everyone has like a huge workload, so we're not yeah. able to be flexible about as much no with social life. Um, None. Again, like I said earlier, some people are way better at it than I am personally, so um, it's not like you don't have any social life. You can have a social life, but it's just really hard. Um, yeah. But it is easier with those majors. And that, that's the thing. Like, I look at poli-sci, and I see a lot of good free time I could have on my hands. <laughs> that's yeah. what I see. Also, the other thing with poli-sci is, uh, like, most people who have a poli-sci degree don't actually get into, like, political science jobs or be politicians. Oh, yeah, Which, no. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd ever want to be a politician. I, I personally don't care for politicians in general. Sorry, politicians. But, uh, like, th- you could do anything. I've seen poli-sci majors go into business, go into international affairs. There's a good amount of options you can do with poli-sci, so there's going to be a job for you out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'll say I can see you in that, uh, that position, Lee. I'm not going to lie. Poli-sci. Yeah. Um, for me, though, I have to, uh, kind of go on a different end. A different end? Um, if I were not a neuroscience major, and I'm going to include if I were not pre-med in general, like pre-med, okay. canceling out pre-med and neuroscience, um, I would be, hopefully, in my dream, I guess it's a dream, so I would just say yes, I would end up, I would be in New York City right now. New York at, City. At the, uh, at a, uh, hold on, I think it's like, it's some academy for screenwriting. Um... NY, I'm gonna look this up. NY, NYU, I know, has a. Good I think it's no, it's NYC Academy. I'm just gonna look up screenwriting. Sorry if you can hear this typing. 
click, 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 click. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, the New York Film Academy is where I'd be applying. Ooh. Um, I would go to the New York Film Academy, and I would study screenwriting, and I would just become a professional screenwriter, is, like, what I would do. Dang. A, a bit harder to get a job with that, I'll say, but sounds yeah. like it'd be fun. No, um, context, though, like, I am screenwriting right now, <laughs> so I don't know if this is, like, a kind of, like, a cheap way to an answer, but, like, I don't go to school for it, so I'm obviously not studying it. I'm probably going to be kind of bad at it at first, <laughs> but luckily, um, I have a co-writer for my first screenplay who is studying this right now. Uh, shout out to Alex. He goes to NHU. Uh, he's studying theater, film, and he's going to be taking some screenwriting classes. Did he call NHU? I think it's UNH. UNH, whatever, dude. UN- on, University of New Hampshire. All right. yeah, get I right. New Hampshire University. Tomato, tomato, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I would definitely apply in my dream. Other, like, alternate reality, John, going to the uh, New York uh, Film Academy and doing the screenwriting and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, like, as a screenwriter, like, you obviously could be a little bit flexible with it, too. Like, you could do... I could end up, like, if I'm in New York there's a chance I would have, like, ended up maybe being a writer for SNL or something like that. They always have a bunch sure. of writers. Um, or maybe even I would maybe find a different passion along the way and do screenwriting and playwriting, do both. I don't know. Um, playwriting is a little bit different, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think I would devote my entire time to screenwriting if uh, and go to the Academy if I was uh, in an alternate universe, John. Um, but yeah, that'd That's be too artsy for me. But I, I can see why you like it. Yeah, it's nice. Big big movie guy. So and I'm, I like writing. So it's a and hopefully this screenplay that I'm doing now will be successful. I'm really excited for it. Um, obviously Liam, you're invited to the red carpet when the movie Ooh. premieres. Dang. When the movie premieres in L.A., I got some L.A. connections. My roommates. From <laughs> <LA>. <laughs> um, Dang! Can I stay at his house? I want to stay at his house. No. <laughs> no? Oh. <laughs> don't ask me. Ask him. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Ask him. Right now. He's Stop the podcast. He's not Go here. in there. Aww. He's not here. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I do screenwriting. But, uh, but yeah. Do you have any uh, runner-ups? I want to just see if you had any, like, don't mention anything about them, but what are your, like, any other runner-ups? I did not have a runner-up, but I will think of one. If you have runner-ups, name them now and I'll think. All right. So, my two runner-ups uh, are architecture major, because I like buildings, and uh, business major, just because I, I like stocks, I like bonds, I like seeing the market work, mm-hmm. so those are my two runner-up. Okay. Um, now that I think about it, I would, pr- oh, I would probably end up, my runner-up being, like, I would be pre-law, and I'd mm. end up probably doing political science major alongside that, but... Uh, ultimately, probably pre-laws the runner-up to screenwriting. I could see that in you. Yeah. All right. So let's move forward. And what are you looking forward most uh, after college? I am looking forward to a lot. Uh, namely, to a lot. I am. There's a few things. One, I'm taking a gap year. I mentioned this in my uh, top 
five moments of 2019. Mm. Uh, that was in the first episode of our podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go check it out. Go check it out. Um, I talked about my gap year that I've decided to do. So I'm really excited for that because uh, that was a big decision to make. And it's going to give me a lot of time to kind of chillax and um, also uh, get ahead of the game. You know, getting more clinical hours. Um, I want to travel in that gap year. So maybe I'll go to, I don't know, wherever life takes me. Maybe I'll go take a visit to Canada or, like, England and maybe do some research in another country, maybe. That might be a possibility. That'd Um, be cool. That'd be really cool. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the unknown, I guess I will say, Um, Mm. because I haven't really decided finally, like, finalizing what I'm going to do in my gap year, but I'm really excited for my gap year. And then uh, I'm excited for med school. Mm. This is this is something I've been planning on doing since elementary school. Elementary school day. So I remember the car ride one day. I think I was in fifth grade. or fifth, Fourth or fifth grade. And I like told my mom on the way to school, I'm like, hey, mom, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> You think about that, and like, and then uh, in the meantime, I changed my mind a few times. I ended up uh, aspiring. I think I ended up thinking about aerospace engineering at one point. Fun fact. Ooh, good choice. This, this was like I think uh, uh, sixth grade, maybe. Hey, uh, good time. <laughs> good times in middle school, but yeah, that that uh, I will tell you though that quickly dropped. Like it was air. I wanted to be an aerospace engineer for I think. An entire time of, like, maybe a week. <laughs> and then I realized, like, yeah, uh, it's not just building and having fun. You're mostly at a desk all day. And I'm like, all right, yep. screw that. I don't want to do yeah. that anymore. <laughs> so I like moving around. I like change of scenery. And I don't think engineering would have given me that enough. But I know being uh, being a surgeon will do that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to after college. What are you looking forward to, Liam? All right. So what I'm going to look forward to is what's going to contradict your last statement right there about engineers not having a change of scenery. <laughs> because one, I've become an engineer, and I'd preferably be working on an aerospace uh, company, one company I'm looking at right now. Uh, you know, I'm talking to, I can't really say their name because I don't want to jinx it, and also I don't want them to see this podcast and be like, yeah, no, never, I'll never accept you. So, this one company, they got some nice money to give their engineers, a lot of money, so that's nice, but also, they have uh, trips for the engineers where they send them to places like Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Florida, yeah, not... And that's just, like, you know, in-the-country trips. They also have, like, you could go on business trips to Japan, uh, South Korea, uh, the NATO allies, places like that. So, good amount of travel, uh, the money again, uh, free time, because even though I'm going to be working, it's going to be a little bit different, you know. It'll be a set time for work, which I'll get my money, and then I could go home, and, you know, I'll Mm. probably have to work a little at home, but it'll be a lot different than here at college where I'm working, you know, yeah. f- working in quotes, but working from, you know, wake up to nap to uh, I go to bed. So that's a little mm-hmm. different. And then one very specific thing I'm looking forward to is my first patent. I'd love to patent wow. something. Okay. So, yeah, that's my big thing right there. All right. 
cool, cool. Um, is that the end? Did we reach yeah. the end? Wow. I mean, it's going to be about a 45-minute episode, and we said this would be a you know s- smaller episode than our first couple, which were long boys. Yeah, yeah, a little change of pace. Um, before we forget, let's do our uh, recommendations for the week, Liam. Yeah, sure. Uh, you want me to start? Please. <laughs> All right. I so, uh, low-key forgot to find something. Yeah, go go look it up. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about mine. So uh, I want to just uh, thank my two friends from my Rocket Club, uh, Kelvin and Dom, for inspiring me for this uh, recommendation. Uh, I, I recommend uh, Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. It's a great Russian literature book, and it's a... Uh, it's a, I, I don't know how to put it other than it's a mix between a crime a crime book and like a psychological and political sort of thriller uh, set in like 1800s Russia and it's not to spoil it but like it happens in the first few pages and everyone knows it it's about a guy who commits a murder and he just sort of has to live with that and he's like super suspicious of whether he's going to get caught or not and it's a great book amazing book and uh, my friend's uh, Kelvin and Dom, they they recently for some reason just started reading this book, and it came up at one point we were talking about like classical literature, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's like my favorite book, guys. So they they inspired me for the recommendation, and as of right now, I'm uh I'm reading another Dostoevsky book, uh, The Brothers. I always don't know how to pronounce it, but The Brothers Karamazov, I think it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know how that one goes. That's my recommendation. Okay. Um, I'm struggling. Did you struggling? <laughs> Liam, For an internet? Um, do you want to uh, maybe help me out? Um, one maybe thing I did think of that's like I have on my desk here. Um, if you're a fan of like anything comics or like really anything, I think I think there's a wide variety of things you can do. Um, or get for this is uh, on Amazon you can buy pop figures. Oh, <laughs> I guess I'll count that as an on-internet Yeah, you, thing. you gotta go on the internet to buy them, right? Um, I, you could go in person to buy them, but yeah, I'll accept it. Um, they're really, uh, these pretty much, they're basically just small action figures, I guess you could say. I don't know yeah. what else Funko to call them. Funko Pop, right? Funko Pop, yes. Um, they have pretty much any character from any movie, uh, any TV show, uh, even books, um, really anything. Uh, mm. I have a Captain America one, and I have a Thor one. Um, not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would recommend that. I think they're. I keep them on my desk, and they're. Uh, they're always just fun to like look at, and they're bobbleheads as well. So you can like tap them on the head, and they'll just bobble around. Um, but yeah, you know I stand them for some reason. Oh. Yeah. I don't like them either. You don't like them either? Why? I mean, I think you got two good ones. I just, in general, am not a fan of uh, those type of collectibles. Collectibles meant to be collectibles that, you know, have very, like, cheap looks to them. You got two decent and well-detailed ones, but they're they're not like the average Funko Pop, in my opinion. I'm sorry to offend anyone about that, but personally not a fan. Yeah, but this, you guys uh, can enjoy, you know. This this Captain America one is pretty special. It has like lightning coming out of his feet in this in uh, Mjolnir. It's like it's definitely not your average uh, Funko Pop, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. They're they're really uh 
they're fun, they're cute, and uh, I like having them on my desk. It's kind of like, if you really are passionate about a TV show or a movie, I know they have Funko Pops for The Office, which I'm looking to get soon. <laughs> I want to get my Michael Scott Funko Pop. Um, oh, I can see that on your desk right now. Oh, yeah. Just... yeah. I'm getting that one. That's my next one. On the, I have, like, a list, so that's my next one on the list. Um, and then eventually I need to get Iron Man, so I have uh, three. But, but yeah, that's my recommendation for the week. All right. Yeah. All right, so I guess thank, thank you guys for, guys tuning, for in. tuning in. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Liam. We, we literally just posted that at the same time. Yeah. Um, Liam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand the torch to you. You close. Uh. This is the closing. Hopefully we have a better, more regular schedule in the future for when these come out. But, you know, we're college kids and we get busy and sometimes yeah. distracted. But they'll be coming out, usually Sundays. I think we're going to try to keep all that. But um, please check how, out our how past How about ones. for now? I, I, I would just say I apologize. A lot of it is on me because I edit these. Um and March in general is just going to be it's just a very busy month for me um same with band there's the basketball tournament soon um so it's March just it's madness. just a hectic yeah March madness it's just a hectic month so i'm sorry for last week's delay or last episode's delay um there's probably going to be a slight delay on this episode or no because it's it's i mean Thursday. we're already a week behind man we're already a week behind i'm sorry for the delay but <laughs> 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 uh there's Hey, you, get, you guys um, yeah. get your content when you get your content, and you'll yeah, be happy about it. We're living right? the college life, so you, you basically get the episode whenever we're like done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but get excited for next episode. We're gonna have our first guest ever. We're not gonna reveal who it is yet. Nope. Um, you will meet him or her uh, when the episode or them. airs, or them, and we don't know what it's gonna be. Um, but. You will meet them when the episode comes out. So get excited for that. Our first guest ever. Uh, first of many. We'll have some other people uh, on soon. But thank you again for tuning in. Uh, and remember, hey, today, anything, anything can, can happen. happen. Bye.